0: This is my instant reaction for No Time to Die. If somebody comes up to you and hands you a VHS copy of your own life, that's when you know things have gotten meta. You have gone from one plane of existence to another as far as the world of uh, post-modernity goes. You're now post-post-modern. You're so post-post-modern you're in the future and the future is stretched out so far it loops back around like a snake eating its own tail. Time is a flat circle and we are all just experiencing blinking moments again and again and again destined to repeat ourselves forever. And that has been the story of the James Bond franchise since its inception on film. With, I think, Dr. No? I say I think because if you've listened to this broadcast, do people use that term anymore? A podcast. But you're not listening to this on an iPod, are you? Are you a relic from a bygone era? like James Bond see what I'm doing see these are meta references if you think about them um I say I think because I'm not a James Bond fan if you've listened to our regular ranking episodes you know that when I talked about uh, Goldeneye I said it stunk and you know that when I talked about uh, Tomorrow Never Dies or The World Is Not Enough I think it was The World Is Not Enough what whatever the fuck I don't like the Pierce Brosnan films I don't know that we ever covered Skyfall in here, but I do know that Pat and I saw that in theaters, and I really liked it. And um, I was a very accessible James Bond film for somebody who's not ba- who's not really a fan of the series or the franchise. And uh, I hadn't seen Casino Royale or Quantum of Solace um, when I saw Skyfall, but I went to see it because it looked good, and it turned out that it was good. I was really excited for Spectre because I thought Skyfall was awesome. And so I was, again, I was excited for it, so I was going to see it, and then the early reviews came in, and then um, I just, I just didn't get it there that first week, and everybody was like, "Boy, that stunk," and I was like, "Well, I'm not going to ever watch that." And then I was sort of out again, right? You had, you had hooked a casual uh, movie, you, a hardcore moviegoer, into being a casual fan of at least one of your films. And uh, then you lost me with Spectre. So I eventually watched it when it came out on VOD. And I didn't think it was quite as bad, but I remember it being exceptionally boring. And I, I re-watched it uh, not that long ago because I rewatched all of them of the, the Craig, the Daniel Craig Bond films, because I'd never seen Casino Royale. So I watched that and I'd never seen um, Quantum of Solace. And that wasn't as bad as everybody I felt like made it out to be at the time. Now, you know, again, it's one of those things where I'm coming at it much later. And, um, you know, Casino Royale to me wasn't this grand revelation because it already seen Skyfall. And I came to that, you know, what, 14 years later or something like that. So, you know, it, it it that already felt like an old movie, right? I think Casino Royale was what, 2006? Is that wrong? Is that in my head? Let's, let's Maybe 2008? Let's pull that up here real quick. 2006. Yeah, see? So, um, <clears throat> So I I was sort of, sort of like back on board for this one But it was, a, well, again, one of those weird things uh, Very similar to Black Widow Where um, the trailer came out or the initial stuff And I was like, ah, oh, it looks pretty good I want to go see that And then obviously COVID and everything that's transpired has transpired And the movies kept getting pushed back And uh, they, they, to me, I lost the momentum of having an eagerness to see them so I say all that to say I don't remember a gosh darn thing about Spectre, even though I've seen it twice now and once not that long ago because it just did not grab me or engage me in any way. But I went into this film um, knowing it was going to be nearly three hours long, and that was basically it, and I thought it was awesome. I thought this was really good stuff. I, if I had to rank it real quick off the top of my head, I think it would be Skyfall, Casino Royale, pretty close, uh, different films, very different films, but pretty close as far as my enjoyment level, then Quantum of Solace, uh, then obviously Spectre, b- barring this one. And I would put this one probably above Quantum of Solace. Um, in some aspects, maybe above Casino Royale, but not above Skyfall. But it's a, I would put it in like the two or three slot out of how I guess if we did five of them. So... Um, that's that's kind of where I would put it, unless I'm forgetting anyone, which don't think I am. And that's uh, it's pretty high praise for me. I really like this. Now, again, I'm coming at it as a filthy casual, so maybe a hardcore Bond person's gonna hate this movie. But one of the things I like that they've done over this series is, you know, they started with that early 2000s, kind of Batman Begins mentality of we are going to strip this character down Get rid of the campiness, get rid of the cartooniness, get rid of the tropes, get rid of the cliches, get rid of him, even drink, do shake and not stir. Like there's going to be no element that you remember. We're going to we're going to tear this guy down to the studs and we're going to show you his formation into a more grounded, realistic James Bond. And what they did by doing that is with every movie, they would progressively add another layer onto this James Bond that you re- could recognize from previous incarnations. Now, of course, for continuity's sake and timeline's sake, none of that makes any sense, right? There, this, the whole continuity of this and uh, the fan theory that it's a code name and not a real name and blah, 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 blah. After this movie, you could pretty much throw that out. And after the last few movies, you could pretty much throw that out. So James Bond is this guy, continuity be damned, and he's been around forever. And some of these things count and some of them don't count. And does it make sense that he has that car from that other movie, but this is a different, whatever, don't don't think about it too hard, right? That's not what these movies are built for. They're not built for that. So they started reintroducing the classic James Bond things and elements and ideas and characters, but not in that sort of wink-wink, ha-ha, Jurassic World sort of way, but in a um, much more kind of crowd-pleasing way, but a much more intelligent way for the most part. And this movie does that. And I would say of all of the Craig films, this is the closest to a true – it's hard to talk about without getting the spoilers. It's as closest to a classic Bond as you're likely going to see. And certainly the closest of all the Craig films. But it is also still its own thing where it's a more human bond, a more human story, a more... Grounded is not the right word, but a more kind of emotional drama. As far as the plot itself goes without getting into spoilers, have you seen a James Bond movie or a Mission Impossible movie? People who may or may not be people who have mysterious and nefarious motivations are looking for some kind of MacGuffin that could potentially be a global terroristic threat, device, object, weapon, whatever you want to call it, and James Bond's got to stop it, and complications ensue, right? People aren't who you think they are, and they they don't think they are who they are, and who do you think you are, I am, and all that sort of stuff, right? And uh, that's it. That's basically what it is. And there's some uh, continuation and some payoff from, uh, at very least, the uh, last movie or two, right? I guess, well, it's going all the way back to Casino Royale, uh, if you think about it there. <laughs> so, um, that's all I can really say without getting into spoilers. The action's well done. It doesn't feel its length. It's, I think, two hours and 46 minutes. It does not feel like two hours and 46 minutes. It feels like a two-hour film which is the best thing I could say about it. It didn't drag. It doesn't loll in the middle and they do some clever stuff. You see some classic James Bond stuff, but it's done in a slightly clever way. And you see some uh, subversion of some things in a really fun way um, and uh, packs a punch, man. It packs a, 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 a an entertaining punch and an emotional punch. I think it's awesome. I really enjoyed this film. Uh, I thought, you know, there's no um, ambiguity about it that this is going to be, you know, Craig said at one point, right? I'd have to, uh, what do you say? You have to, I'd rather slit my wrist with glass or something like that than make another James Bond movie. I think that might have been two James Bond movies ago. So they've made it very well known that this is his last turn as Bond. So, uh, you know, that there was kind of another reason to see it, right? At least, you know, they might continue in a similar thread, but, it's not gonna be him. And he's been a pretty good, in my mind, pretty good James Bond. Again, I'm a filthy casual. So it's like, okay, well, you know, now we know. And, you know, if they get somebody else to bring him in to play, James Bond, even in this same world, you know, the same way that um, you know, certain characters from the Brosnan, uh certain, you know, Judy Dench was M in the Brosnan films and shows up M as M in these films, it was at least a couple of them. I was like, okay what sense does what sense does that make to then do an origin? this whole thing was a whatever, right? Don't think about it too hard, so we know for sure he wasn't coming back, and so it kind of feels like a little bit of an end of an era there. uh It's hard to believe that it's been almost twenty years since he's taken on this character. Where the fuck is the time gone? in my mind, Casino Royale is still like a feels like a new movie um, and uh yeah, so. Uh, I think they do well with that. He gets a nice send-off, uh, presumably. This script was obviously written long before Bond was sold or MGM was sold, and the rights to Bond uh, went with it. And uh, it was obviously long before COVID and a lot of other things. And so in some ways it feels kind of almost like a movie from a different era uh, in, a, in a way. It feels like it's um, by pushing it back and so forth and so on. It, it just... Uh, it f- it feels as if maybe some of the things that they were hoping to accomplish with this film are kind of a moot point at, at this point, uh, but maybe not. We'll see. So it's uh, the future's unknown for, okay, who's going to be Bond next and what are they going to do with the franchise? Is Amazon going to do movies with this? Are they Are going to do a TV show? We don't really know. What I know about this movie is it's it's pretty darn awesome. If I had to give it a grade or a score... Out of 10, like we do on our ranking episodes, I'd probably give this thing. I would definitely give it a recommendation. I definitely say it's go out and see it in theaters. Uh, I couldn't can't praise it enough. And I would give it probably like uh, 8.5 or something like that. It was solid again, solid B, B plus, uh, uh, very solid film. I can't get anything beyond that without getting into spoilers so if you trust me, you do not want spoilers for this film because there's some clever stuff that happens and there's some uh, clever little, little twist here and there and whatnot, so it's better to go into this thing as cold as possible. I recommend it. Go see it. When after you've watched it, come back, listen to the rest of it. I'm going to give you two or three seconds to turn this fucking thing off. Uh, so I'm going to do spoilers in five, four, three, two, one. Spoiler time. Okay. I thought the opening sequence of that was um, more of that opening of of, of, yet again retired James Bond with Madeline Swan and living their life and going to Vesper's grave and saying, okay, like, for us to have a future, you've got to move on, and we have to be able to trust each other. You have to be able to let her go so that I can trust you so I can tell you my secrets, right? And her secret is, is that when she was a little girl, her father worked for Spectre and was a poison maker, we come to find out, and was responsible for genocide, basically. He was a doctor, uh, and his work was used to kill lots of people uh, for assassinations and general Spectre blow-filled evil, right? And um, she's in Norway, I believe, and... Um, She is, um, her father's not there. Rami Malek's character who, his name is something ridiculous. It's basically Lucifer Satan is his name. It's like Lucifer, yeah, it's not like Pussifer, but it's something. Uh, What's his name here? Bear with me. These are instant reactions, man. No second takes. No edits. Safen? So, something like that. So like, so, soften, loosen, loosen first. Sounds so like soften, loosen for, It's basically St. Lucifer's his name, right? So Mr. Satan is this guy. He's got this weird, like, kabuki kind of mask. And he's there to kill this guy who he blames for the death of his family through his poisons. He doesn't find that guy. He finds that guy's family, which is young Madeline Swan, And uh, kills the mom and chases Madeline Swan out into the ice. And the ice begins to break under her feet. And in the last second, he decides to save her. And then he's out of the movie for a good hour plus. Uh, almost to the point where you forget about him because there's all this other stuff that happens. And uh, Bond is essentially on his honeymoon with this Madeline Swan. Um, I don't know if they're actually married, but re- somebody at some point refers to her. And if that's Inspector, again, I don't remember it, it as his wife. So I don't know if they are actually are married, but they're kind of on the run going from one uh, swanky, backwoods, rustic European like life to another. And, uh, of course, shit goes wrong. And I thought like that whole opening sequence and stuff, uh, before we get into the big action sequence, then open it, then the title track, which this time is Billie Eilish. Uh, I thought all of that was really exceptionally well done. And I thought the coldness by which he doesn't, you know, the whole in, in the ingenious of the blow filled scheme of you can't trust anybody, obviously because of Vesper and other things, but have happened to his life. You can't trust anybody. So, all I have to do is plant the seed of doubt in your mind about whether or not Madeline Swan is a specter or not, or if she's, was she involved? It's in like, just create a scenario, and you don't know whether or not she was a part of it or not. I thought that was great. And I thought the reveal that, you know, I didn't, I wasn't, there, wasn't, there wasn't ambiguity there for me. I definitely read it as she was set up. And she was not uh, setting him up. And it was just another way to, to fuck with him. It was another way to, to destroy his happiness. It was a personal vendetta. And to leave him alone. And um, they introduce uh, a new 007. And I think pre-sale and pre-COVID and everything else, I think bringing in Lashana Lynch as, um, this new 007 agent, uh, knew me, I think was her name. Um, I just knew her as 007. I think that's sort of almost a backdoor way of, you know, because people have talked about, um, uh, why couldn't we have like a female James Bond and this kind of a thing? And well, again, it does to me in that, my mind and, and Daniel Craig said something to the effect of, um, why don't they just write better parts for women? And you can take that one of two ways if he doesn't think a woman could play James Bond. But I think if you're going to do that, I think a smart way that could incorporate pe- pe- different people and take the film in different directions is just make different people 007. Make that the code name. That's what you want to do. And so, yeah, I'd see more of Lynch Lynch's 007. Um, you don't have to call her James Bond. It wouldn't make sense. Let her be her own character, but let her be 007 uh, if that's what you want to do. You could do it that way. Um, Jeffrey Wright's back, and boy, some good scenes between them. I thought the stuff in, uh, I thought the stuff in, um, I'm presuming it's Jamaica. I thought all that stuff was just absolutely wonderful, and most of all, Bond's house. This guy has lived in some of the most luxurious poverty I've ever seen. Where he's just like, I'm sorry, if your entire life is just like fishing off of like a really fucking awesome handmade sailboat, you you're in the Crystal Emerald Caribbean, just like fishing and living in luxury. And at worst, at night you have to sleep with a mosquito net and deal with a couple of hurricanes, like. I've been to those places, uh, not in a vacation way either, and I would just love to at least have a a couple years living like that, right? So I'm not really sure what he's so down about. Um, The entire thing about him having a daughter, here's what I would say, Here's, here's what Hollywood has taught us. If you've got a sarcastic, broken male protagonist whose contract is up, and does not want to come back to that character, and they all of a sudden introduce a very cute young daughter, that fucker's dead. And, of course, that is the biggest spoiler in this whole thing, which is we see James Bond do all the James Bond shit. Fire the missiles. I'm going to do this. We're going to do this. I'm going to open the blast doors. we am going to blow this place up. You know, it's a race against the clock. You got nine minutes. James, you got to get out of there. He's successful. He does everything. He's out. And he stopped. And all of a sudden, the blast doors begin to close again. And you're like, you're still going with it as, okay, this is the more of that James Bond stuff. Because just when you think he's out, he's got to go back. And, you know, something's always going wrong. So something goes wrong. And the most clever twist of the film is that the MacGuffin this time is a DNA synced virus, which is if they call it nanobots, whatever, but it's basically a smart virus, right? Where they can put your program these nano nanites with your DNA. And so you could have a city full of people, and if this virus is introduced, it'll spread through everybody else, they'll be completely asymptomatic and fine. No harm will come to them, and you'll drop dead in seconds. And when he has to go back in and open the blast doors, he gets scratched, and he's infected with these nanites, which cannot be cured. Once they're a part of you, they're a part of you forever, which means he can never be near the love of his life or the daughter he just met ever again. And there's just, at that point, don't want to get choked up here. I dig I get choked up watching the movie. There's no more reason for him to live. And so he dies. And that for the first time ever, James Bond dies. He doesn't it's not a well, maybe he survived or he gets blown into the debris. He gets blown up by missiles and you see it happen, and he just goes up in flames after having a heart to heart with Madeline and she's lied to him throughout the movie and said, she, he's not your, she's not your kid. She's not your kid. And bond never buys it. He knows for a fact. He's like, you know, they kind of play it off and there's some humor there. And uh, yeah, it's, I I heard other people crying. And in fact, the first comment when I, when we got out of the theater and, you know, people congregated around the bathroom is I just heard somebody going into the bathroom say, man, that was a really emotional movie. And it really is because there's you know they kill Jeffrey Wright, they they do so much. They kill Bond. Um, there's a lot of things you think are going to go one way, they go another. Uh, it's it's uh, but it's also got a heart to it. It's humorous. It's fun. It's action packed. It's got some great action, and uh, it's just an awesome movie, man. I think I would put it so far on a relatively weak movie year i think it'd be up there probably in my top 10 i don't quite have my top 10 rounded out yet and we still got a few months left in the year but uh two two and a half but uh yeah i would put it up there man i i really i really enjoyed it and again i'm not your james bond guy so maybe a traditional james bond james bond can't die and james bond can't have a kid and james bond can't do this and but I don't have those rules in my head of what James Bond can and can't do. And I, I understand as a fan of things what it's like to love something and, and kind of have those rules in your head of uh, well, it has to be like this. So I get it because I'm like that about other stuff. Um, but I I, th- I think um I, I think I'm 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 excited f- for the future of this. Um, because again, if they want to do a 007 with with um you know, with the the character they established here or if they want to go in a different direction, they can. The credits do say James Bond will return. So we know that the James Bond character is not done. And after 20-some years, it's time for a fresh kind of revisit and to do something slightly different with the character. And so I think you've now opened up the world where you can have a a James Bond-type character who could be a black woman, a black British woman, um and have a James Bond franchise. You know, one or the other, right? Maybe James Bond goes to TV and we let 007 go to theaters or vice versa. So, um I you know, I I'm, I'm I'm up to see what's next but I really enjoyed um, this film. I thought it was really great. And I thought it was a good capstone for a pretty good series of films that that again, did they they opened up the world of James Bond again? And it's kind of weird to say that because it, the, he's, the character is like such a pop culture phenomena, uh, and has had such a huge place in the zeitgeist for so long, at least in my parts of the world. So it's kind of weird saying well they've opened it back up to the rest of us, um, you know. But you look at those box office returns, box office returns to the end of the. Um, Brosnan era, and uh, they're not, they're good, but they're not great. You see diminishing returns. And it, they sure just sort of James Bond movies for James Bond fans and not making a, a movie first. I think Sam Mendes and the all, everyone that's touched these films has tried to make a James Bond movie, but make it in a way that's accessible for people who didn't traditionally like James Bond. And I, I appreciate them for that. Uh, I think they, in my estimation, they were made true to the character, at a depth to the character. And made some some pretty badass movies. Maybe a little too serious at times in retrospect, but in the times in which they were made, that is what was the most appealing to a larger audience. And yes, in this movie, there is at least one. There are jokes, and there is one flat out any era James Bond joke with the you know with the the guitar strum. The, the, I don't know what noise I just made, but with the guitar strum and everything. And it's a groaner, but you know what? It got a pop out of the audience because it was like, the, you know, it's the Leonardo DiCaprio meme. They did the thing, right? He did the thing. So, um, yeah, the moral of the story is don't have a daughter. They, they'll get you killed. Every time your daughter will get you killed. Never conceive a female child ever again. If you're a man out there listening to this, or if you are a female lesbian protagonist in your story don't ever allow your partner to be pregnant with your child because that means you're going to die so no more daughters for any of us that's the end of that's my conclusion that's what hollywood has taught me and they only teach me the right the most right things at any given time So those are my thoughts concerning uh, No Time to Die. My next instant reaction, and it's going to be a little loosey-goosey of when this is going to come out. It could come out as early as the end of this week, uh, but it might come out at the beginning of next week. My next instant reaction is going to be for Halloween Kills, finally. Uh, And then we've got State of Cinema Quarter 3. We've got a... Uh watch party. If you're listening to this before Friday, October 15th, we're having a members-only watch party. If you want to become a member and join us for a live commentary track, Joe from Real Spoilers, the Lady Juan from Screen Run, we join in myself and hopefully other people. It might just be you because we've got members who uh from all around the world. You know, other people have Patreons. We have basically a membership club. It's the exact same kind of concept, it's $3.99 a month. And that entitles you to uh, a membership card, a bunch of free binge movies, swag, and stuff like that. And we're starting to create content just for our members. And the first thing that we're going to do is we're going to do our first live episode. It will not be on the main feed. And, you know, what better way? Rather than just listen to us talk about movies, wouldn't it be better to watch a movie with us and talk with us about a movie? And that's something we're only going to do with our members. Uh... As of right now. So we may do one or two here or there to open it up to some other people, but it's going to be a member exclusive thing for the most part. So this is our first one. I would really like you to be there. I like you to be a part of it. All you have to do is go to Podbean. you sign up at any time before Friday, October 15th. It's going to start around 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and imagine it'll last for probably about two hours. So uh, go to podbean.com you know bingemovies.podbean.com, hit the uh, become a member, get your membership button. It'll take you up. You just set up a reoccurring thing on PayPal. It's $3.99 a month. You can cancel anytime you want and uh, get your membership and stuff in the mail. And uh, as soon as you sign up, I'll get a letter out to you with everything you need to be able to access uh, the live broadcast. So this will not be in the main, theme, main feed. It's going to be in a completely little pocket universe we've created just for our members. So uh, I appreciate every single one of you. Would you drop us a five-star rating and review? It's been a while since we've gotten one. And we need one. I like this to get to fifty, which means we need about twenty-five more. So please leave us a five-star review. If you don't want to write a review, that's fine. Just leave us a five-star rating. That's fantastic. Um, at least in the United States. I know we have some more overseas. I don't get to see those. I only get to see the stuff I get in the states for the most part. So if you're in anywhere in the world, leave us a five-star review. But it's especially important if you're in the states. Uh, yeah, we've got. Merch available, binge movies. threadlist.com We've got more stuff coming out in 2022. We've got a new season starting with the Nightmare on Elm Street. We've got a bonus feature with uh, the 90s Carpenter Run. We've got a bunch of shit coming your way. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, thank you so much for your support. I really mean that. It's always fun to uh, be able to connect with you guys. Some of you have reached out on Twitter to say, hey, your, your show, I love your show. It helps me get through hard times or... Um, you know i'm just i've had some people reach out recently and it's been a lot to me uh it's with everything going on in the world my life everything it just gets hard to do this sometimes and so to hear from somebody else to to go hey you're my favorite show or you're my second favorite show or hey i listen and i love what you're doing um you know you get me through my work day you get me through you know went through a hard time went through a divorce whatever and your show got me through and um, I've had podcasts and things like that do that for me. And so that I can kind of pay that forward and give it back to you it means a lot to me. So uh, if you ever want to reach out, you can reach out at bingemovies at gmail.com or on Twitter at bingemovies. Talk about movies, talk about whatever. Uh, it's great connecting with you folks. Uh, you know, I love you. So I don't need to go on more than that, but just want to say thank you. And until next time, binge on.